is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Rig for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you with your host, Ali. And Frank. Uh, KTG. Oh, sorry, I jumped out. Yeah, so, well, it's funny because what's unique about this episode, and it's an episode we said we would never do, right. is we are over the phone right now uh, from our respective um, jail cells, aka right. homes, um, after battling. Both of us battling with COVID. COVID twins. Like literally, yeah, literally to, the same time. I swear to God, like, and it's probably when we went to DeMello. So yeah. shame on us. But uh, like we didn't, we're not, we're not bullshitting. We're not saying this just to like, I always think it's like some people that like get COVID. I think that they're like getting it just so they can say they got it. They're like part of the hype or just kind of feel yeah. like there's something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, it's like re- they're relevant because they had COVID, but. No, like straight up me and my wife got it. Yeah. And I guess around the same time you got it. Yeah. I think we got it. I mean, yeah, I was, I don't know about you, but I started getting sick on Sunday night. I was definitely sick Monday. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It hit me, it hit me around the same time. I wonder if Jason was like just an asymptomatic supercarrier. <laughs> and uh, he says he got God, tested and he came back negative. So, so yeah, probably, uh, hopefully not, but. Um, Shannon didn't get sick, so I'm super grateful for that, that I had someone healthy in the house at least. Um, oh, you got lucky. Yeah, yeah, I actually wasn't sick until like a few days after I was sick, and then she kind of came down, and the kids got lucky. They didn't get anything. Oh, that's good. Law also, um, I mean, I guess it depends on how you see it, if that's lucky or unlucky for me, but whatever. She's uh, healthy, and... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, she it could have been. The bullet. I mean, yeah, it, it could have been a lot worse, um, but thankfully, you know. Anyways, we can spend a whole episode on that, and it's, it's probably, weird. Yeah, not seeing your cues right now. Like, I know. You know, I, I don't realize how often I like, like you kind of watch each other talking and know, right. like when to jump in or like somebody's body language, and I got none of that right now. So <laughs> we're 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 flying blind. <laughs> just staring at my iTunes or uh, my Apple TV wallpaper right now on my TV and drinking my cider. And that's funny. I'm doing the same thing. I'm watching the Great Wall of China flow by, float by on my Apple TV screensaver. I think this is like Abu Dhabi or something. Nice. Dubai. Yeah. This is like the tower, the big tower. <laughs> Anyways, this is the. I swear to God, we're just getting lamer and lamer as we go. Yeah, we're and, getting old uh, too. To all of you, uh, to all of you nodding your heads in your cars, I promise. Your, your Jeeps, dude, heaven forbid I should call a Jeep a fucking car. Let me tell you. <laughs> I can tell you how many times I've been on a trail. And oh, I'm like, oh, dude. let me get that out of my car. And then, like, five people's heads will so spit it's... on a swivel and be like, the hell you say? I'm like, I'm going? No. The other thing. Jeep? No, you call it something else. Car? Yeah. I'm like, fuck it, dude. It's got four wheels. I had, um, I had something happen to me for the first time that I guess is really common with FJ guys, but it's never wow. happened to me. And I had I had a lady roll up next to me um, on the street, and she was like signaling like the roll your window down thing, you know, uh-huh. which is funny because no, I don't think there are I don't think cars exist anymore where the windows actually have a hand crank. Well, but, it would be weird if somebody just wanted to like, you, what would you do? You just like, like point your, down, flick your finger. <laughs> Like, like they're like, why are you pointing down? No, it's like I'm pushing a button. Right, you, exactly. All that context is in there. So she's pulling the hand crank thing, and I'm like, I roll down my window, and she goes, oh, my God, I love your Jeep. And I was like, do I say thank you, or do I, like, 
I don't, do I am I happy or offended? I don't know. <laughs> like, do I start to educate this person right. before the light turns green? Yeah. Oh my god! No. And then I got the worst one. Sorry, I'm a total tangent. I went to Best Buy actually to buy this recorder that we're on right now. I went to Best uh-huh. Buy, and the dude comes out, and this one I was offended. I wanted to reach out the window and fucking strangle him. He said, "Bro, I love your PT Cruiser." And no. I was like, "No, you did not just do that, dude." I'm. He just slept. He oh. messed up. It had to have been, oh, no. right? I was just like, oh, well, no. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no <laughs> mistaking so... the world's ugliest vehicle. I no came home. I came home so sad. <laughs> but I swear to God, the PT Cruiser is God's gift to people without taste. Oh, it's an abomination. Sorry if you own one, anybody out there, but I, I No, I, can't. I mean, sorry, not sorry. Like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe at the time, it's all you got from your parents or... Right, or like you really just wanted a shitbox that you didn't care about. Right, that would that would be the PT Cruiser. And then you tried to dress it up with wood paneling, and it just got worse. Oh, dude, you could have like a Gremlin <laughs> X, and I'd give you more props. Oh, I would actually yeah, no. buy a Gremlin, no, like legit. Yeah, give it a no, give it a nice spacer, a small, a minor spacer lift, and some knobbies. That would actually look pretty <laughs> sick, dude. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> What are we talking about here? So we're, I we're figured houses. we're not on the trail. We we have not brought the adventure to you. Let me right, <laughs> we're bringing the quarantine to you on this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, I today think is... this is kind of like the last, the end of the year, right? Because it is. This is officially the last episode of the year. Eight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This yeah. is the last episode of the year, and this and I think the next episode that we do will mark our two year. Oh wow! Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Minus minus the fun party. Right, exactly. No, it's so. the twenty seventh. So today's the twenty seventh. In a few days it will be the new year, twenty twenty one. Yep. Which hopefully doesn't mark the beginning of the the, the the actual beginning of the end because I don't think you top twenty twenty. Like oh, this was just I don't think anybody wants to. Well, I mean, actually, <laughs> let me take that back. Twenty twenty wasn't all that bad. Well, right? I mean, okay, I, I, for we, us, did no. you die? I mean, for us, it wasn't that die? bad. I think for a lot of people, it was. But you know, we're in. I don't I know, man. It's it's it, that's a hard one for me because, I mean, I know it's not off road related, so we're gonna validate that one dude's comment that one time. So, oh yeah, this is a total garbage <laughs> podcast. This is, this is that total about anything off of. <laughs> but I mean, Let's stop listening. This is one of those like years to me where you have a lot of people that have a lot of things. That went kind of kind of sour, but at the end of the day, they weren't that bad, right? Like, yeah, you were inconvenienced, and yeah, it was a shitty year, but things weren't that bad for you. You got to I work mean, from home. We thought it was going to be a lot worse, right? Totally. And then you Some have people us. on the other side of the spectrum that did lose their jobs, or lost their businesses, mm-hmm. or sure. or lost family members, right? So it's like I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where it's like it's it's yeah, there were some losers, and there was no real winners, and you're almost ashamed to be happy for the things that you did get because so many people didn't get. And I don't know. Sure. It's a hard one. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that's perspective, right? But right. At the end of the day, if I was to just be in my own selfish bubble, I'd say for me, luckily knock on wood, even with COVID at the end, which wasn't that big of a deal for me as much as it was for you. Totally. Um, and I'm in the same uh, boat. I'd say right? It was a pretty, pretty good year. I mean, I'd, I'd think knock on wood, and it could change tomorrow, but I stayed employed. Um, everyone stayed healthy. We kept our roof over our head. So I'm super thankful. It's not so much like 2020 was awesome, but I'm right. super thankful that for what it could have been, it wasn't. 
Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm I'm in the same boat, right? You and I, I think, are in the same boat where, I mean, yeah, I got to work from home for a year and no, it didn't suck for me. I don't have kids and Shannon and I spent a lot of good time together. We had some, we had a lot of fun. Like, you know, we actually yeah. collaborated a lot because we're in kind of the same business, her and I. And so, like, I kept my job, you know, we were healthy up mm-hmm. until these last two weeks. And even then, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So, like, you know, like I really can't complain because there's not aside from not being able to see my family as much as I'd like to or or have some, you know, personal freedoms that I would like to. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. it was a minor sacrifice in the grand scheme of things compared to what other people have had to deal with. And I mean, you're right. It's a hard thing to be grateful for because, you know, that you're lucky. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like as opposed to somebody who had a hair salon and couldn't exercise their choice to continue to work or not work and yeah, allow I the mean, people who across visit the board, them restaurants, the choice. Yeah. It's just I mean, garbage. Every, I mean, I guess don't get me started, but I'm kind of pissed to see good people lose their businesses being denied the choice of what they, you know, should have been able to choose to do. But I know we'll go back and forth on that one. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think regardless of where you stand on what should have been done and what, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, and how this, I think the, the moral of the story is that there was supremely poor leadership across the board, top to bottom, doesn't matter what party, doesn't matter what state, it was... Oh, I think you just had a bunch of people who had no fucking idea yeah, how to deal exactly. with Yeah, exactly, it was like the this. blind leading the blind, and it's been a shit show from day one, and it continues to be, and that's that's probably the most, like, you know, fair way I could say it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, if somebody had historical knowledge of what, like, World War One era America was like, and how much of a shit show it probably was at the beginning of that to oh, totally. where they probably ended up, you know? Um, it takes a while to, to kind of create an infrastructure that's based around a whole completely novel way of, uh, no pun intended, novel way of, uh, of living, you know? Like... Um, Nobody, nobody had that, that experience. You know? yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit around and point my finger at anybody really, because we, we always, it's almost like the parent syndrome, right? Where exactly. And I, I just made that up, but we look at our parents and it's like, we think that they're gods when we're children right. and that they haven't lived their own lives and they don't have their own ambitions or their own desires. Like they are a put here on earth for us. B they have all the answers and C no matter what, like, you know, everything will be cool. But the reality is they're just people. Yeah. And it's sometimes that... we look at, well, we look at our governments like they're our parents. But the reality is they're not. They're just people too. And yeah, you go to school and maybe you have some degree, but nothing prepares you for let's shut the entire economy no. and the country down. And there's no, you know? there's no winning at that. Like you don't like, there's no right decision. You're going to piss off a ton of fucking people. No matter, yeah, yeah. There's no winning at that and it's to, i look at it as like a much higher stakes version of like being in charge of your hoa like talk about sure. a shit job that's completely thankless and everyone just wants to shit on you like mm-hmm. that's that is it just gets worse as the stakes go higher and i mean i think you made a really good point of like you know none of us lived through world war Two or world war one or any kind of those major catastrophes that were probably on scale you know globally as this is and you're right. Like, I'm sure there were definitely moments of division and where people were saying that this was like, what a shit show. What a mismanagement. Yeah. How are we letting this one small These country? Crooks. I mean, how are we letting yeah. a, a small, I mean, Germany is a small country. Let's be straight up. Like it's a, how are we letting them like dominate the, the European theater? Right. Like yeah. how did this happen? 
You know, like I could only imagine the real time criticisms that were happening, you know, and back all the then. blame oh, totally. and all the, I, I know better. And it's like, well, exactly. What's your stance on fucking foreign policy? Because, you know, let's, why don't you go solve all the world's problems? It's like right. You're not going to do it. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, exactly. It's always, it's always easy to, to armchair quarterback. And so, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, think, I think that's a, that's a really fair point, you know? And so, so, know. I mean, like you said, I like I like that you added, regardless of party, I will say, I don't think our president was acting alone in any decisions he made. There's a whole staff and advisors and, you know, whatever. There's, there's a shitload of people also involved and there's a lot of experts, quote unquote, right here and there um, from all different sides who weighed in and, I don't think anybody like, I mean, outside of the scientists who are always overly cautious, right? Nobody had, nobody had a, uh, a basis of fact beyond what they knew right now, whether yeah. their information was coming from the advice of doctors, uh, CDC experts, whatever, or, you know, I guess the criticisms you can make is like people who chose to ignore those, uh, that advice. But at the end of the day, nobody has been through it. No one knew what the right thing to do. And I'm sure there was a lot of like, panic control management, right? Like crowd management that had to go to a place where you kind of downplayed how serious it was in order to keep people like yeah. mellow. Yeah. And even with all that, we saw some crazy rioting, crazy looting. Of course, you think it's unrelated, but I don't think it was. I think it was just everyone reaching this point of frustration and saturation of what they were willing to take. And it all spilled over into like politics and divisiveness. Oh, totally. And, you know, and I don't, so, and I don't want to like beat like a dead horse, but I always I, I've been laying in bed like thinking about just random shit for the last two weeks doing nothing by myself. Right. And so one of the things I thought of is, you know, what horror like like not horror movies, um, these like end of the world movies in a lot of ways, they're pretty spot on when it comes to human yeah. behavior. Like, oh, dude, like I was looking at watch... like Independence Day. Remember yeah. that one? Like, what's the well, first thing they do is they don't want to cause a panic. They don't want to tell everyone the whole sure. truth. They don't want to freak everybody out. And then you have it's these like other people you see that what are people do when they get the truth. Exactly. Like we people just cannot be trusted to make the right decision at any level. Like whether you're a lay person or you're at the top of leadership, like you just it, it's just human nature. And then you have people that want to go party on the rooftop and wait for the aliens to roll up and blow them to smithereens. Like, you know, <laughs> we're not as much as, as, as much as we all want to be Will Smith. We're just straight up not. <laughs> well, what's funny is it's like, yeah, World War Z. Like the first Another thing people one. start yeah. doing is everyone starts looting because shit breaks down and people like fucking, you know, it, the people's like darkest sides come out, right? Yeah. Like the motherfucker hoarding toilet paper and charging a premium. It's like, exactly. I saw that shit happen with like the Xbox and the PlayStation. Like, you know, fuck me if I try to like buy my kids a game console, you know, because yep. some asshole went out and bought like 10 of them and is trying to sell them for a thousand dollars each, which I love seeing that. The day after Christmas, this fucker was still trying to unload him. So, <laughs> but it's like that's how people are. Like, yeah, the, it's, it's the most base nature of a person, and you have to have some really concrete, solid morals in order to, like, you know, rise above that shit. Yeah, it's when you really start seeing that we're just not as we're we have the we have the fame of an evolved society, but when shit hits the fan, we're we're not as we're not as like altruistic as we'd like to think. So yeah, I agree. So anyways, so the rest of 2020 though, like without yeah. this, <laughs> like I think like you said right, there was it there's some definitely some things to be grateful for and I think we can definitely hit on some high points and fun stuff that we've done this year that I'm that, that both well, the two of us can be grateful for, you know. 
some new friendships, yeah. some new partnerships. Um, for sure. You know, like, you know, we didn't get to redo Death Valley. I was kind of bummed about that, but I mean, I mean, well, I think I think looking back, one thing that does stand out that you mentioned is like we're coming up on our two year. Yeah, and like I was kind of looking forward to having a second big ass, you know, totally. get together. Totally. And we, it's funny because our Rick for Dirt event was like literally on that, basically what the weekend that everything shut down. Like yeah. on the way up, I was hearing about toilet paper being scarce. Yep. All of a sudden, you're totally right. Like that was like the last major gathering of of uh, 2020. It was like it was on the cusp of the first round of like shutdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, kind of puts how long it's been in perspective. Really. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that that one year gathering was was a ton of fun, and I don't think any of us really knew. I mean, obviously, none of us knew what we were in for, and like there was a lot of people. I mean, that was a lot of people. It was a really good time, yeah. and surprisingly, no one got sick because that was it was still pretty mellow back then. Um, it was still novel. Yeah, it still wasn't like widespread, and yeah, like it was that was pretty cool. That was a, that was a good trip, and I'd love to redo that again. We might have to postpone it to the the the, the summer. I mean, that's where I kind of got a little closer to people like Josh from Off the Grid and, yeah, um, you know, people like John, like SoCal Jail you are, and um, just got to hang out with some people that normally we haven't had the chance to, to spend time with. And, you know, I guess that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm kind of like bummed out about is like we've all been buddies on like social, but haven't really got an opportunity to like, go out and have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we have had some, you know, video shoots with KC, which, you know, have been a definite nice reprieve to like being stuck at home. Um, but not, I realized I haven't really been going out on those just random trips that uh, we were right. doing a lot of. When we used to do like the random weekends, right? Go up to Big Bear, like we'd go with John or somebody and we'd just go camp for, you know, a weekend or with Alan or whatever, right? Or go to Anza yep. or do those kind of like just weekend getaways. Um, yeah, no, you're totally right. Totally right. I mean, we've done things on our own. I mean, the the Rubicon trip I did, that was yeah. awesome. That was probably my biggest highlight of an otherwise kind of unremarkable year in terms of events and activities. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, the Rubicon was also, definitely a big one. Also, it has led to the current, you know, once again, rebuild of my entire suspension system. Oh yeah, now, I saw. I saw you posted on. You got some Christmas yeah. goodies for Kate. So Bilstein came on for shocks. Uh, nice. Rebel came on for uh, their dual shock system. Uh, the kit that they're known for. So oh, the recon kit yeah, up front. Yeah. Nice. Front and we're doing the rear coilovers, and um, there's a. It's going to actually be a little bit more involved in the rear, uh, especially given the weight. Finally got yeah. Kate Wade. She's a battle 7,200 pounds. So um, between the triple bypass coilover system from Bilstein to the Ibox springs and a Rebel kit, like my suspension should be wanting for nothing yeah. moving forward. And, you know, the Icon kit, like like I've always said, has put up and done a lot, but it's it's always struggled in terms of I would constantly bottom out. Like, right. It just it wasn't the right setup for how heavy um, I was definitely out of spec on that system. You know? Yeah. 
And that actually brings up a really good point because I know we've talked about it a lot. I mean, as far as like, you know, the work or the, that Kate needs or, um, you know, the post Rubicon and that kind of stuff. But I do think that, I don't know, I feel like the weight that you have on Kate is not that uncommon. Like, I mean, right. like, I feel like exactly. there's a lot of guys out there that are like, especially, with, you know, the more trips that we did when we did that gathering earlier in the year with a, where a lot of people came out. Um, like our buddy over at Bad Luck Overland and all, you know, there's, there's a lot of Jeeps that are pretty well kitted out, especially now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is really good information and this, and like, it, depending on how things go with, you know, the decisions that you've made now, once you bolt everything on with Rebel and, you know, what goes yeah. on in the front and the rear, like, I feel like this could be like the setup. Like, this yeah, is... I mean, I've been, yeah, I've been talking to Evan over at Rebel and that's one thing we did talk about. Exactly what you're saying is we are going to develop a setup for big, heavy ass rigs like yeah. Kate. And, you know, right off the top, I can think of people like Mike Fernandez. Totally. Uh, John, John from JLUR SoCal. Like, you know, back and forth, like all over the place, we've got rigs that are extremely heavy. And there are kits out there like AEV or Terraflex. They make an overland spec kind of suspension system, which just involves really heavy springs. Right. But what I really plan to do is I want to go fast. I want to be able to go hit the whoops like at a, at a good clip. Right. I want to be able to go crawl in Johnson Valley and actually, you know, have a lot of fun and not worry about bottoming out or damaging anything. Like that's kind of what I'm doing this for. It's how do you build not a system that could just kind of deal with your basic fire roads or, you know, your trips up to Big Bear, but like some like hardcore, like trails like four dice, you know, like right. up north, like, like harder shit. And what does that look like? And I think that's what we're kind of pushing into and what we're going for is, you know, Rebel prides itself on being a company, you know, that Bond has put together based on his passion and love for real and hard, you know? Right. And, he also likes to overland. So if anything, I would say he's one of the OG like Rocklander guys, right? Right, um, right. With like the all mountain rigs that he's built. And it's like that right off the bat, it's like, okay, his rigs have put up with everything and they don't really you don't really hear him ever talk about his shit breaking. And not just because he's a company owner, it's because they just make really good shit for themselves, right? Like right. And they've That's been doing the it. They've been doing it for a long time, right? So they know the weak points and what they've yep. had over over you know the last you know ten fifteen years, or you know aside from when before he owned Rebel, like you know he knows where the stress points are. And once you start factoring in speed, right, where that weak point is likely to occur, and so on. And I mean, you can see it like on the recon kits and how they build their shocks and how they build the geometries on their jeeps. Like you can see the thought that goes into it. Um, and I can vouch for it when we were in Sedona, like that, that gladiator, it's not just a built gladiator for the sake of bolting shit on. Like it's, it's really well thought out, even from the loadout. Like you start looking at what Evan's carrying in the back of that thing for a trip like that. And we didn't, we didn't need anything, man. Like there was nothing where we're like, Oh, we should have brought this or we should have gone to the store. Like they've been, they've been wheeling those things and overlanding in those things for so long yeah. for so long that, yeah, they just, the loadout is so dialed. The suspension is dialed. The, the parts that are selected all were for a purpose, not just for bling or looks, you know, even though they look incredible, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely a testament to, to their, their knowledge. 
you know, um, if you go and check out Rebel Off-Road's uh, YouTube channel, they've got a really good loadout video of like what they packed um, to go do that Continental Divide trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or actually, you're talking about your Sedona trip in heaven, but they also have one where they did a full loadout for like their Continental Divide one. Mm-hmm. And it kind of digs into like the thought behind, you know, like we said, Bond's the kind of guy who's like, yeah, take small trash bags. So, right. you know, fill up somebody's bag or trash can with like one big ass bag like of trash. a five gallon like, bag of trash. They're going to look at you yeah. sideways. Yeah. You know? So yeah. anyways, um, but yeah, I, I just want to create something to where I can not feel guilty when somebody's like, Hey, I got your same system. And in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh, like there's like, <laughs> there's all these things right now. I'm having like issues with right in terms of like spring rates or, you know, things not being located in the right spot and getting clipped off or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, and I feel like, man, if this guy does what I was doing, he's going to end up with the same exact issues. Yeah. I mean, you definitely feel a certain bit of responsibility, right? When people ask you, like, I know I feel it with the FJ, when people ask me what my suspension setup is, you know, why I chose the parts that I chose. And, you know, there was, there was absolutely a thought process there and, and the reason that those decisions were made. And so you definitely want to lead people down the right path, right? Like the last thing you want to do is have someone have problems because of something you recommend. Oh, dude, totally. And I, I, I don't, I hope to God, like I'm not going to go on another trail and have like, like major damage to like suspension pieces that are supposed to prevent that damage from happening. Um, you know, because right. I'm going to have something that can hold up the weight and I'm going to have something that can, you know, be designed specifically for the stuff I want to do. So anyways, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to kind of show everyone what we end up coming up with because this is an active effort by Bill Steen, by Ibach, and also by Rebel who's being, you know, involved on the, yeah. on the decision making of, you know, doing this to, to spec and then hopefully offering like an overland spec or all mountain spec version of a suspension system with these components that somebody else can go pick up and have as good of an experience as they could have, you know, uh, using the right stuff. So, you know, it's, it's something that I always wanted to do before, but it's like one thing you have to remember is companies sometimes, you know, where they're making their money is not on that one specific niche of like the overland community. Maybe they're just making on the, the general guy who wants to go, you know, take his Jeep that isn't really weighed down and have a great time, you know? Right. And that's what that suspension is made for. And it's like, you can't force that company to want to change their model to, to adhere to like, to make something very specific. But I'm stoked that, uh, these guys have decided to come on board and, and really work with me as partners. And then we're going to, we're going to cap it off with like an actual attempt on a, on a very unique run that a lot of people know about, but, um, is not a overland. Is <laughs> not a is not a trail that an overland uh, rig has has really done. Yeah, um, at least not to my level. And Which one is that? Of, of what? Uh, we'll talk about it okay. when it comes up. But um, it's going to coincide with another event. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, and uh, and that should be a really cool experience and a cool uh, display of what this this uh, the system is going to do. So. Um, I know that's super duper vague, but I'm just excited. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, this will get dialed in and I'm hoping by the time we talk again, she'll be, she'll be done. And, yeah. 
a can of worms, of course, that opened up is now I'm in search of uh, upgrading my power steering once and for all. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. On top of all that, I'm looking at options such as like the Curry Pro Rock, and I'm not sponsored by any Axel companies. I, I mean, Axel housing companies, so don't think this is like a plug, but there's just a few companies that really do it, right? So right. a Curry Pro Rock 44, which is a, just the housing to upgrade my housing, it comes with like thicker diameter or thicker um, tubes. Right. The inner diameter is actually thicker. Um, as opposed to like just building up the outside or, you know, sleeving, it's like just the inner and outer, I believe it's just a thicker piece of steel. Yeah. And then um, does this come with, does this come with a, that angled pumpkin with the built-in skid? Yeah. So it's not the, it doesn't come with like necessarily a built-in skid, but they all come with like their nodular iron diff covers. Right. Um, but yeah, you can get the, the high pinion, I guess. I don't know if it's a pro rock or if it's the, the, um, the Dynatrack uh, 44, but both of these guys make 44 housings. And yeah, one's like the high pinion. I think it's the Curry one. It's a high pinion. Yeah. Because um, I was looking at one of those like, for the FJ too, whereas like they've got some pretty cool stuff and they actually make one for the FJ, which is actually kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just that's that's the part that's going to get beat up, right? Totally. Like, and then, you know, those power steering pieces because I just blew my second power steering pump and it's like, you kind of want to buy ones, cry ones and not just keep buying this. I mean, $100 a pop is not a lot of money on in terms of one-time buy, but when you start thinking you're going to have to keep buying it, like, yeah. And then it keep a little... doing it, like just the labor, like to... <laughs> it's just annoying, right? If you have to keep no, doing agreed. it. No, <laughs> agreed. Yeah. And the, and the labor, once you have a supercharger in there and then you have like suspension hoops that prevent you from getting behind um right. the power steering pump where right. the bolts are like yeah man i mean it's just such a pain yeah so i'm well, hoping cool. to do like a psc system and just kind of you know make that bulletproof so we'll see well but that's it really i mean that's it's going to be those three main components and then it's like i spent a bunch of time the last week organizing and i feel like i'm more dialed in than I've ever been on in terms of like the supplies and yeah. the shit that I carry. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Like, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fine tuning and it's a lot of kind of rejiggering to, from, from experience, right. And to get what you, what you need after you've run it for a couple of years. Um, right. and, and it's been this kind of like ongoing evolution and it's time now to like make a big leap because the incremental changes have kind of reached their point. Right. So, I mean, everything else is pretty dialed. Like, and you know, you go out enough and people always ask like, what should I, what should I carry? It's like, you know what? You don't really know until you go. Like, right. Are you, are you the guy that cooks all the time? Okay. If you are, then your kitchen is going to start to evolve, right? Like exactly. You're, you're going to get more spatulas in there. You're going to get your spices <laughs> kind of dialed in. Like you're going to start, you're going to start building that out. But if you're not the guy who really cooks and maybe you're the guy that always shows up with the booze and other people feed, like then your loadout's going to be kind of different on your on your Jeep. You yeah, know? that's more so, my loadout. I don't I don't have a bunch of spatulas and a bunch of different yeah. cooking utensils. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just load up you my cooler. You don't got the skewers for the kebabs. Yeah. <laughs> right. I load up my cooler. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. And you know, the the cool thing is, I mean, I think we're both kind of in that spot where it's some some things are coming for twenty twenty one. Um. The FJ is going to be in for some big changes. Um, here cool. in, in the next like few weeks as well, 
Um, actually, probably the next couple of months. I probably won't start doing any hard, you know, kind of big stuff until February. But, um, you know, the rear bumper is going on. Jason's got that ready for me. It's hanging on a wall right now at, at DeMello. So, um, yeah. finally getting going your... back there anytime soon. <laughs> 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 He's like, I hate to tell you all, Lee, but Jason said you can't come over anymore. <laughs> you can't come play. <laughs> um, so, no, I'm not. And so, you know, that'll be going you're on soon. Blame, you're trying to blame your COVID on me, buddy? <laughs> hey, I didn't I didn't take any vacations before that interview. I was home. Oh, man. Hey, I got tested before I left, <laughs> and I was perfectly okay. And my family, who I vacationed with, they were negative as well. So. Um, we're turning into that episode. No, no. <laughs> um, I know what Shannon... I, I know what Shannon was thinking when she was texting with me, and I was trying to find out if you were dead or not. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't even know what happened. Sick. What's that? I said, I bet she was trying to blame me for you being sick, huh? Oh, yeah. She thinks I got it from you for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's no okay. question in her mind there. Ash- Ashley thinks we got disease by you. So. <laughs> that, that, you know what? That brings, me, that brings me to an interesting point where getting COVID felt like getting like a scarlet C. Oh. Like suddenly you, you were, were like branded. branded. Like this dirty you're, you're individual. <laughs> spreading cooties right it's yeah. like 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 suddenly nobody wants to be around the guy who had covid and you know and i and i guess i gotta admit that when i heard so-and-so got covid i'm like oh like don't want to hang around that guy you know? i know that like, dude rolls around in poo yeah like, <laughs> you got covid oh my god you're dirty <laughs> and it's like and i remember when i was like posting about it my wife was like you're, you're posting about it i'm like oh why not and she's like Okay, you could you could post whatever you want on your social. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this a thing? And I guess yeah, kind of kind of turned into a thing. Where it's oh like, yeah, I've heard stories. And... Yeah, I've heard stories of people not telling anyone they got COVID and just kind of falling off the grid for a week or two while they yeah. dealt with it. Like I've definitely heard a lot of stories of like the COVID shame. Well, I heard that like at, like work even like you can't really say who gets who got COVID right. Yeah, like as, as a business owner or whatever, like it's very like this thing and it's like i can kind of see why because people look at you like you're this fucking walking std yeah you know <laughs> and uh, and you know it's like no man it's it's the flu i really. didn't feel that like way a shitty ass flu but yeah i didn't feel that way i didn't feel like i was dirty so yeah. whatever um unless you're blaming somebody for giving it to you then you know, <laughs> they're the dirty one um, uh, I made my peace with it. I said, "Hey, even if I got it from Frank, whatever, I made the choice." And that's what I told your wife too. I yeah. said, "Hey, Frank made the choice to be in the room with two other people, and knowing it's possible, you can yeah." Get COVID. I mean, you know, I, I I decided to do the podcast and make that my priority that day. Over and that's dude, and know. that's the that's the biggest point of this whole fucking thing, where it's like, if you as an adult make a choice to actively go somewhere. And, you know, expose yourself, whether it's hanging out with your friends or taking up some groceries, like that's your choice. And you should have the choice to go do those things. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I let my guard down. Like I felt like that was, I mean, that was an obvious risk, right? We're in a, we were in a room and three of us and like, I just, it was just something that I weighed the odds and was like, well, the odds I think are pretty low um, Mm -hmm. since we're all pretty, we're all pretty safe 99% of the time. And it's just like pregnancy, man. It only takes once. So, yeah. And, and here's the thing. And the one thing people don't realize, it's not like either of us got COVID in that moment. Yeah. We could have gotten COVID 
three days, four days prior, yeah. depending on what we were doing throughout our lives, picking up our coffee at Starbucks. Yeah, right? exactly. I don't some, think I don't think you didn't do that. Some sicko could have licked my cup, and you know, bro, it's like <laughs> here's the thing. I love the I love the argument about like, hey, you can't catch COVID at Home Depot or the grocery store. And it's like, you know what? There's truth there because I can't tell you how many times like I'll go to buy something and I'll grab something. I'm like, no, I don't want this, and I'll put it back. Boom, that's a COVID contact point right yeah. there. I really think there's and, a lot of truth in in the ventilation thing that people keep saying, like. You notice that a lot of the places, a lot of these places have really high ventilation. And I really mm-hmm. think that is like the really, the true factor that no one's talking about. That, that it prevents you from getting it because the air is being Because the air is ventilated? being so circulated so much that, mm-hmm. that there's, that, you know, I think that's a, that's a huge reason for it. Um, even for like there was, a, there was a getting story. Getting not getting it? Not getting it. Like there was a okay. story that came out like two months ago about a gym who that had been operating um, in this is like a CrossFit gym, right? So you have a mm-hmm. lot of people in a warehouse type setting, you know, right. you know how those things are. And there's like 20 people in there and how they've been operating without a single case for like months. And so this university yeah. went over and did a study and they found that it was because they have this massive cross flow that goes through their building. They open the bay doors and they open the two big front doors that they have. And they have those uh-huh. big ass fans, like the ones that are actually called big ass fans from the roof. Right. Yep. And yep. they said that the airflow is so good that it's almost impossible to catch it in there because there's just so much air being evacuated from that place by the airflow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one thing that we just stopped. Like those stories were floating around like two months ago and then they just disappeared. And all of a sudden we stopped talking about like ventilation and how important huh. that is. And so. I don't know. I mean, I I never really even heard anyone talking about it in terms oh. of ventilation. But I mean, look. I guess all I'm saying is, regardless, my point is, like the same choice that you get to make to go to Home Depot, and the same choice that those employees have to go work. Which actually, for the ones who are working, it's not always a choice. They have to make money. Yeah. It should be. It should apply to anywhere else: hair salons, food service, whatever. If I choose, I'm going to go somewhere, sit down at the table, get served, eat the food, go back home, get on with my life, I should have that choice. If I want to go choose to get my hair cut, you know, I should have that choice. You know, like the same way I have about as much honest contact with the public as I do going to Home Depot as I would at a hair salon, you know? Yeah. So... I don't know, man. I, I I hate to see businesses like shut down. I hate to see people like cooped up in their homes. Um, having had COVID now and actually being able to speak to it from a point of actual reference is, for me, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Um, it what I went through did not justify shutting down my life for a year. Now, what you went through was like a bad flu. What some seventy-five-year-old person is going to go through, maybe a life and death situation, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's... so is the regular flu. I don't know, and man. I, know I wouldn't. Have... I wouldn't call mine a bad flu. Like I've had, I had symptoms that were just really bizarre. Um, I had like actual. This is the one thing that surprised me about COVID. Regardless, not I want to keep hammering COVID. Like I just feel like we just really. I think we've done its due service, but the one thing that did happen to me that was strange that I've never experienced in any flu that it's kind of scared me was the cognitive function 
like the brain function. Like I couldn't remember anything. Like my my short term memory, my even my longer term memory. Like I couldn't remember what I did. For example, I I didn't know what day we had done the interview with Demello. Period. Oh. I said I gave like four different answers the four different times I was asked. Like I'm not kidding, and I didn't even know it. Like I'm. It was so weird to to not understand or when people were telling me things and I would maybe process 70% of it and I wouldn't under, I, I would, I would respond with something completely different than what they were, than what we're talking about. Like, yeah. And then I had these weird, like, like motor issues with my hand. Like, I mean, that's not a bad flu like that's there was like actual weird stuff going on it's so weird because like for me it was just like you know loss of taste and smell right yeah that was weird crazy crazy ass body aches you had that yes i did have that that was like one night yeah i know i've had body aches since day one they i they stopped like only a few days ago oh really yeah Yeah, no i i had it really bad for one day and then a little sore the next day and then it was gone the lack of smell and taste lasted for almost the duration of the entire like time I was sick. Yeah, yeah. Felt like I had a really bad head cold, honestly, the whole time, like allergies, which, you know, we had the Santa Ana winds coming through, so. Yeah. I don't know, like, from that perspective, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, no big, no big deal. And, you know, it's funny, I've since had a bunch of friends say that they had it or were going through it, and they all had, like, super mild cases. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that speaks to it, right? When you have ninety plus or ninety five plus that are having mild symptoms, like yeah, obviously, dude. obviously, for the vast majority of us, it's going to be a bad flu, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's, a, that's an obvious statement, right? So, um, but I but I will say that the part that's messed up is is that I got to experience the nastier side of this virus and how it's most certainly not just a bad flu. Like, well, I, I would say the nastiest side would have been the pneumonia. No, right? for sure. Like I would have been it. in the hospital, but I got a taste yeah. of it and I didn't like it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, you know, and like I said, but here's you know, the thing. You have the choice of staying home and not wanting to expose yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing with that. I mean, I'm just saying that. So, I'm just saying that, you know, it there there's. We, there, there has to be a balance. And, you know, some of us have to worry about the lives of those around us that are at risk. Right. Sure. Um, and, and yeah, we have to adjust accordingly. And I, like I said, you know, and like we said in the very beginning of this whole thing, you know, the, you, we can go around all day about what we could have, would have, should have done. But at the end of the day, it was just, you know, we're just people trying to do the best we can with what limited information we have and our belief systems overlapping in those, those decisions. So, well, I mean, one thing that I like is I'm now, I'm not saying I won't get COVID again because it's still there's still a probability that I will get it, but for a period of time right now, I have an immunity, right? Yeah. I have antibodies built up in my body that will prevent me from getting it in the immediate future, right? I wonder if enough people got it and also developed those antibodies that it would have created like a herd immunity for long enough for a long enough period to where we would have just kind of gone through the flow. Well, I mean, that's the point of the vaccine, right? That's what they want to do with the vaccine. It is now, yeah. Well, I mean, the vaccine's like that, what? It's that RNA vaccine that... The mRNA. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not exactly like what you would get if you actually get exposed to the virus. No, it is. It duplicates that process. 
So what is the natural process just attacking that single protein or is it yeah. attacking the virus itself? No, that's what that's what your body does. It breaks down the, the protein that protects the virus, the casing around the virus mm-hmm. that protects it. And so what this does um, is this only creates that protein instead of creating a live virus, which is part mm-hmm. of the reason why this was such a scientific breakthrough. Um, well, this- I know I know how the vaccine works, but are you sure that it's not the body doesn't just attack the virus wholesale, which that's I correct. that's correct. No, it it attacks the it attacks the um, the the protein. So like, there's a I, there was a really cool post that someone did um, that I reshared on my on my Facebook. You can check it out. Um, it's it actually explains the whole process really really well. Um, and th- that's what it does is it basically recreates that protein so that your body, should you get coronavirus, it recognizes that protein, and that's part of the reason why they think that this um, vaccine is actually immune or sorry, is actually um, it, it doesn't matter if the coronavirus is mutated because mm-hmm. it still uses the same protein to shield itself regardless of the DNA mutation. So it would still work because it would still break down the virus so or break down the protein, which would destroy the virus. So um, it's actually it's a pretty remarkable kind of feat of science. Um, I think I, I think this is going to be one of those things that 20 years from now, these people are going to be like, you know, well known, like, you know, you know, famous scientists of our time, you know, discovering, you know, polio vaccines or, you know, other stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a big deal. For the, for the people that are like kind of freaked out, like we, we all fought smallpox and other, other diseases historically. And, you know, nobody ended up with computer chips or right. <laughs> um, mind, mind controlling. Yeah. Nanobots in their in their systems. So. Right, right. Five G is still the real threat. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's okay. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. So you know. Um, so, anyways, you know what I was getting at earlier with the whole going to mellow before we got sidetracked again um, is I'm getting that rear bumper, and that's going to pave the way for bigger tires. Nice. So I'm looking at slapping some some thirty fives finally on the FJ. And then I'm going to get it yeah. re-geared over at Rebel. Um, throw some skids on the bottom of that bad boy. So are you going to actually start doing some uh, some heavier, harder trails? Yeah, I mean that's part of my hesitation, right? Is I don't want to shred the bottom of that thing. I don't want to rip off, you know, you know, some major component off the bottom of the FJ and going through some gnarly rock garden. So because mm-hmm. um, that, unlike most people, well, that is my daily, right? So <laughs> I kind of I kind of need it to to work, and I don't want to drop you know, thousands in, in repairs of, you know, transmission or transfer case or what, or, you know, new fuel tank or whatnot. So, um, I, I definitely treat it a little more gingerly when I go through over those sections, um, than I'd like to, but I think once I get it on 35s, um, get the skids on, um, I think it's going to be, it'll be a little more of a party for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know how you feel. It's like you, I think you've been, involved in the industry long enough to know like yeah you can go out there but you're going to end up damaging more than you want to and have to replace more than just kind of like the whole saying about buy once cry once where totally. it's like you can just go get the right things get your vehicle dialed in and then go have the have the fun you want to have yeah yep exactly so that's kind of what i'm getting it ready for um so i'm look i'm actually i'm really looking forward to slapping the 35s on there um i think that's a logical next step for the FJ mm-hmm. and um, pretty stoked. Should be fun. Is that kind of like the tire for that 
for that vehicle, like a 35? Yeah, 35 is kind of like the norm um, that most people go up to. You know, if you're, I mean, if you're not doing a 33, obviously, like you're going to go up to 35. Um, mm-hmm. I know some dudes have done have done uh, 37s, uh, but that's a significant amount of, of modification and work. Like that's um, that's definitely like uh, this should be a second vehicle at that point. So you have IFS though, right? Yes. Okay. The, are you like you were mentioning something about like a, um, an upgrade? Is that does that convert it to like a, a solid front axle or? Oh that's no, that's that's that? for the rear axle. Okay. I see. So I was looking at um I've been looking for a while actually at the the Curry uh rear axle and that's mostly because you know like once the the obviously the axles that are on there are not meant for larger tires. They're actually meant for like 31s, right? Okay. So you start throwing 35s, you start adding all the weight. Um it's just another weak point, right? Same thing you would experience on a Jeep, you know. Well, so, a, I mean on a Jeep they usually want to replace the front end because the rear just kind of drags along. Right. It's not as big of a deal, but the front is where it gets beaten. I was wondering, so for, for like an FJ, like you still have to upgrade your axles in order to handle the larger tire size. No, no, not the rear. I don't have to. It's just something that okay. I've been looking at doing. So what do you, what would you do on the front? On the front, I don't have to do really anything. I just slap on oh, the four, really? I slap on the 35s and I'm good to go. Okay. So is there like common upgrades on that end or? Um, I mean, I think the most common ones are to make room for the 35s, right? So you have to do the body mount chop um, to make room there. Um, you know, which you cut that you cut that section of the frame that juts out just belong just just before the cab mount, um, and then you have usually upper and lower control arms um, right. come in come in for the strength piece, um, especially the lower one, obviously. Um, and but then tie rods, I see, get bent. A lot yeah, so that's tie rods get bent, so you can definitely beef those up. Um, and that's, but I mean, that's even regardless of whether or not you have 35s. Like I've seen plenty of dudes break and, and bend tie rods, um, on 33s. And that's just a nature of steering, um, in really hard places, right? Like you had, you know how you go on, you start crawling through rocks or through ruts and you really have to wrench that front end, you know, to kind of, you know, when you've got your tire in a rut and it doesn't want to turn, you know? Right. So, I mean, when you start applying, you know, lots of weight and lots of torque and then force to that and trying to force it through a turn, like you know, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna definitely bend some tire rod ends, and that's I think that's more of a function of off roading, um, but of course you know larger tires are gonna add more leverage to that force. Yeah. So yeah, a lot yeah. of rotating mass. Absolutely. Mass. How about axles? Are you gonna upgrade the axles? Um, eventually, yeah. Eventually, I'll upgrade some. I'll upgrade the axles. Um, I'm probably the nice thing is, and we had this conversation a long time ago too, is that I'm keeping the stock length um, there. So okay. um, if I get if, if I ever get in a bind. Um, where I do snap um, one of the axles. You could just swap it out. I could just swap it out. Yeah. Even if I have a reinforced axle and I, and, and I end up breaking it, I can just grab one off the shelf to hold me over until I get home, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's definitely do, a, a benefit are there, there. Are there a lot of companies making parts for the, because I don't know, but like for, like oh, yeah. for it is, for, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. I mean, I wouldn't say there's a lot. On the axle side? On the axle side, yeah. I think, um, I mean, obviously Total Chaos is one of the more popular ones. They've been doing it for a long time, and you can get some stronger axles from them. Um, mm-hmm. I think, um, I want to say, I, I want to say one last time I talked to Camberg, they were talking about making some. Uh, axles. Yeah, okay. exactly. But yeah, no, there's definitely, there's a handful that you can get, um, you know, reinforced axles from, chromoly axles from. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You probably want to upgrade to like some chromoly axles and, and just get the strength. Yeah, exactly. As well, exactly. Especially like one thing I noticed when I swapped out, at least on the rear, I, I took a close look. But 
when I was swapping out my rear axles for the the Yukon Chromali ones that I replaced them with, yeah, um, the stock Rubicon spline. I remember that torque twist. Like you did, they the had torque. a twist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like that. That right there made me realize, like, yeah, bigger tires. You're definitely probably going to want to um, upgrade upgrade your axles for sure because everyone always asks, like, hey, what what should I do? What should I upgrade? It's like, well, if you go bigger tires, I would definitely recommend. Um, a minimum upgraded axles yeah, and you know, it's going to put a lot more stress and strain and then, you know, your steering system as well. Uh, the, the stock pump is really dialed for a standard size, maybe a little bit larger tire, but nothing, nothing really like beyond what your, what your Jeep comes with. And I think off the lot, my Rubicon came with like 33s, which were already like an upgraded tire size to stock. Right. right. I think like stock, they were coming with 31s. Yeah. Something like whatever the Sahara came with, right? Right. So now th- this Rubicon came with 33s. It's a mud tire from I think the one it came with was a BFG. Um, I think it was the KM02. But once you go up another five inches to like a 38, and then width I expanded another inch to 13 and a half, like that's a lot more um, torque and a lot more. Um, um, stress, you know, to the whole system. So, yeah, power steering has to get upgraded. Axles would have to get upgraded. Um, I would, I mean, I would, I would say like tie rods, the tie rod, one right. singular tie rod on my end would have to get upgraded. Um, drag link, and then what else? I mean, I I would at least at minimum go there, plus maybe brakes. Once you start adding a lot of weight. Once you start adding weight, for um, sure. I mean, even with the tires, yeah. you start adding the like, rotational mass and mm-hmm. brakes are going to work a little bit harder. Um, I mean, I think it's it's that's one thing that I think always gets overlooked. Not not, not brakes specifically, but just kind of the chain reaction of modifications. Right. Like mm-hmm. people say, oh, well, I want to get a lift and I want to upgrade, you know, get a, I have a stock vehicle. I want to get a lift. And it's like, yeah, it's not just a lift, though, because you're most likely going to have to get wheels, too. Right. Because the lift right. affects the backspacing. Um, you know, you're going to have to move your tires out. If you're going to get bigger tires, you're probably going to have to push those out a little bit. So you're going to have to probably get new wheels or get spacers, you mm-hmm. know? So, it, and then once you do that, and like you said, right, you start adding rotational mass and you start adding all this weight. So you're probably going to have to upgrade steering components and you have to upgrade axles mm-hmm. and so on and so on. And, you know, it's just this crazy chain reaction that I think was probably the biggest takeaway from any modification that I've done to the FJ. Yeah. You don't realize like what a, domino effect one thing yeah. you have over, over another. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to spend this once and that's going to be it. And it's like, nah. <laughs> You're going to have mean, to look, do so much more. I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole thing about like the suspension system. Like, yeah, um, the suspension system that I had from Icon was great right. at the beginning. But once the goose gear shit went in and the uh, fridge shit went in and like and big old tent. the armor, all the fucking armor went on and uh, the damn heavy ass tan and like dude the rack right everything just starts to like just weigh down and so i was i was at, at the beginning i was bummed about my rip my rip supercharger which i love right now yeah but at the beginning i was bummed and people would ask me about it and full disclosure i was like yeah i mean it's great you know if you want more power I'd definitely do it but in the back of my head i'm like dude i'm like it's not exactly as you know easy as I thought it was. Yeah, know, it's not. It's life. not just plug and play, right? Because I remember you. Well, it, it is. You wrestled it is plug with and it. Play. 
A little bit, yeah. It's plug and play if you have a standard weight Jeep, maybe a, a few hundred pounds over right. what a stock Rubicon would be, right? But not it's not designed for a seventy two hundred pound Jeep, right? Right off of the stock, you know, program. Got off, it. Off the stock tune. So they give you a tune, but that tune is designed for X amount of weight. So that weight by the power of the engine translates to X amount of fuel and air getting mixed together at certain RPMs. Right, right. right. Once you're heavier, it takes more effort from the engine, therefore probably more fuel, adjustment on the air, in order to get to the same result. Yeah, you're running in a different power band because you're you're pushing, you're always pushing more weight. Yes, yes. And so, you know, and I feel bad because, you know, I'm sure people could read from my body language at the beginning. It wasn't until... I spent time with Rip themselves and kind of talked about it and they kind of, you know, they, they, they alerted me to the fact like, yeah, dude, like you are going to have a different kind of situation because of your weight and because of, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, shit, that makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And so I'm the first person now to be like, yeah, dude, get a Rip if you want to displace that weight, but you got to make sure to work with them to your elevation, your weight, it's going to require a different tune. Yeah, good. make so sure you get the best thing you do. You is, yeah, go go get a tune. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyways, um, I guess moral of the story is like it was it was a great upgrade once done properly and once everything was factored in. Yeah, and that's just like suspension. It could be a great upgrade if you do it right based off of what you're actually going to be doing, like the weight you're going to have or the type of activities you want to participate in. Like there's a, there's going to be a, there's going to be an ideal situation for you that may not be the same as somebody else. Oh, totally. Like a company offers. So, you know, we get these questions a lot at Rick for Dirt on my personal, and I know you get them, but it's like people always asking like, Hey, so what should I upgrade? Or do you think this is a good idea? It's like, I think it's a good idea, yes or no, based off of what I'm exactly doing. Yeah. Not necessarily what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, it's crazy how many questions. Really no, but you're right, though, because that's one of the things that when we get questions, like, I, w- I want to be as helpful as possible and I want to be as accurate as possible. But, you know, when they say, you know, what lift should I get? That's a really, that's actually a, a lot more complicated question than most people realize, you know, because there's so many variables. Like, Budget is obviously the number one variable, but then what are you going to do with it? And then what are your plans? You know, how, how is it going to evolve? Because it's not going to, your truck isn't going to stay the way that it is right now. You know, even after the lift, it's going to evolve beyond would, that. Right. I would say it takes a lot of honesty with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you just telling, are you, are you telling your wife that you're not going to get crazy with it? Or are you right. really believing that you're not going to? Yeah. You've got to be honest. Yeah, exactly. You've really got to be honest with yourself and, and where this is going to go and where you want it to go because, you know, you are going to end up spending a lot of money or a lot more money than you need to if you're not honest with yourself. That's for sure. Yeah, and, you know, God, I, I can't stress enough, like, buy good shit too. Like, yeah. You know, everyone everyone thinks everything that I, I've gotten is totally free and I'll be the first to say sponsored, not bought for a lot of things. But where it's always counted, I've been 100% willing to, to pay extra and get yeah the right thing, you know. Yep. Um, because some things you just don't want to 
sacrifice, like kind of like my power steering. I, I literally have gone the cheap route on power steering. I've bought just aftermarket, or yeah, af- aftermarket, but like cheap aftermarket off of Amazon right. pumps. I remember just because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, I'll just you know, it'll be it'll be good for another year. No, that last one lasted for like five months. Yeah, six months, whatever it was, and it's like, oh, do I want to go through this again? No. So now I've I've been in this like crazy rampage of selling, believe it or not, patches. My own oh, yeah. 11 patches. Yeah. I'm selling those off just to, and you'd be surprised how much money you can actually make. Oh, dude, you've got me, you've got me questioning the patches that are in the FJ. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder how much money is on the headliner of the FJ right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's like, I'm selling stuff and I'm saving and I'm going to, I'm going to just fucking throw down and get the right, the right shit. So nice. That's, that's current goals. So, Anyways, but yeah, I mean, um, I have been, I've been thankful for the, the few trips that we've been able to do. Um, exactly. I am getting sick and tired of talking about the same shit though. That's for sure. I yeah. think we're long overdue for like a really good epic adventure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think we just need to do one where maybe we do the, we do a trip with, um, with the COVID alums. Right, those of us yeah. that, are, <laughs> that have already had it, that are immune, and we'll just do a handful of us, like two or three, um, and we'll just That's go funny. out and do something with the uh, the the antibody buddies. <laughs> That's so funny because it's so true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to 2021. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I've got, I've got, you know, positive hopes and expectations that um hopefully we're on the end of this thing and um oh for sure you know with the vaccines coming and you know are are already here for some people um that we can finally just get back to business get back to enjoying you know family friends uh restaurants haircuts all that kind of fun stuff you know and get away from having to decide who gets to who gets to get a paycheck and who doesn't and, and move on to more fun exciting you know, future building type stuff. Oh, for sure. I mean, I just, as long as it doesn't turn into like an I am legend thing where it's like, <laughs> like I cured cancer and now everyone's a zombie. Everyone's a zombie. Obvious like, stuff. Like as long as like whoever came up with like the instructions to put into the RNA to attack the specific protein of that virus doesn't suddenly decide like it wants to attack all the protein. Right. Like, <laughs> I'll be good, you know? And that's, I think that's where a lot of us get all scared, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Hollywood. Did, did they get it right? Yeah. You know, is it, is it, is it legit? Yeah. So, well, time, I guess time will tell. If everyone in the old nursing homes die, then I guess the, the canary will have sunk. Yeah. This last uh, note. But um, I'm hoping for good things and that this, this vaccine's legit and everyone's going to come through this. But it does make you wonder are we going to do this shit every fucking time? Like, cause I'm not, I'm I not, hope gonna, not. I'm not I mean, doing this again. I think I, I honestly think this new RMA technology, um, is, is really was, I mean, it's, it's really groundbreaking in this, in the, the, uh, the rapid ability to create vaccines because it no longer mm-hmm. requires a live virus, like, like a lot of our current vaccines. Um, so I think, I honestly feel like if you're going to be, if you really want to drive down that rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, everyone always goes like to the darkest point, right? Like, oh, government control mm. and all this other craziness, cool. right? And it's like, what if the conspiracy theory was that, yes, this was a this was a dry run. This was a trial for governments around the world to see how compliant people would be 
when the mm-hmm. real shit show hits the like when the real virus the real gnarly motherfucker comes knocking on our doors like and you know and could we produce a could we produce a vaccine in less than a year you know could we save lives could will, will people stay in their homes you know all these right. unanswered questions and it's like i personally feel that our days of dealing with nasty viruses is not over i think this is kind of the beginning so yeah. we'll yeah, see I mean, well i mean We've been on the cusp of a uh, antibiotic resistance strain of some fucked up thing totally. you know, for a while now. Yeah, and we've had these superbugs for a while now, for like, you know, over 10 years. And yeah, I, I, I think that um, dealing, I mean, dealing with, with, with major, you know, death death dealing viruses has been, you know, it's, it's, it's as old as humanity, right? As long as there's been humans, yeah. there's been nastiness um, trying to kill us. So, and we're still here. Yep. So... Let's end it on a let's end it on a, a fun thing that I've always liked to do, which is um, this is totally on the far spectrum of what we were just talking about. <laughs> but it's like, do you want to do you want to talk about like one item in your rig that is one of those things where you're like, oh, I just love this, and everyone should hear about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, honestly, it's one of the things that I got a long time ago, and in our recent trips, I've been using it. I've been, I've rediscovered my love for it, even though I've always, I kind of took it for granted for the last like eight months. And then mm-hmm. I've rediscovered just how fucking game changing it's been is, is my goose gear platform. Like, okay. Like straight up, like taking out the rear seats and getting that sleeping system in like has been, I don't even most times now, I don't even take my tent with me anymore. Like unless Shannon's okay. with me, I don't even bring the tent anymore. I just sleep in the FJ. It's been like, you're talking my, about the rear seat delete. Totally. Like the rear seat okay. delete and allowing me to sleep inside the FJ with that sleeping platform that they have and, you know, putting my mattress in there and all that kind of stuff and my sleeping bag. Like that to me has just been a game changer for like a night's rest because it's so much quieter. The, the wind is not an issue. You know, that's it's comfortable. It's quiet. I put up a, you know, a, a windshield cover and man, it's like it's blackout in there. It's awesome. That like that awesome. goose gear platform has been like. It's just like the unsung hero of the FJ because I build everything in there on top of that, right? So it's just like, it's literally the backbone of the FJ when it comes to the reason why it's so versatile. Love that thing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that's my number one right now because I think I've talked about it. But yeah, that goose gear setup. I mean, I I don't have the rear delete. I've got the camp kitchen and side canopies. And it's like, I don't ever see myself taking that out. Exactly. It's not coming out. It fits, it's, it fits what I need. Yeah. I saved my seats and I saved all the stuff just in case I ever wanted to put them back in. They're never going back in. The one thing I will talk about is, and I haven't used it enough. I used it once when I got it. and I honestly should have used it more for how cool it was and like, you know, how cool of a thing it is. But I've, I've decided to kind of use it more often is the Snowmaster um, 12 liter freezer. Oh, uh, I saw you just did a post on that, didn't you? Yeah. 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 I did and see like, that. This thing is bitching. And, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't use it. I didn't use it much at all. Um, I used it like once and I didn't even have it like mounted in the rear. Uh, but now I've got it mounted on top of my drawer system and it still fits my um, my stove next to it. So everything oh, wow. just fits perfect. And now I've got like, you know, I can keep frozen meat. For cooking, I can keep uh, ice cream. You know, for the kids, I can keep ice. 
I got awesome. the ice. <laughs> and before for ice, I was always putting it into like a big um, vacuum lined uh, container. Right. Like those uh, big ass uh, um, growlers. And uh, and they'd always be melted by like the third day, you know. Right, right. Start to just turn into water. So, yeah. Now I now I can actually have ice, and I like I like myself a little, you know, margarita on the trail. Um, oh heck yeah! And so it's just for me, it's like okay, cool. Like I am fully really settling into like how I want to travel. Yeah. And it's not for everybody, and there's a lot of people that aren't about it. That's cool, but. I like to go up stupid shit while having everything that I want to carry with me. <laughs> with me. And until the day that my Jeep breaks in half, that's just going to be the way. I'm going to run it. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and I, and I, I'll be the first to admit it's not the best way, right? right. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And until, until the time comes where I can spend $18,000 or $20,000 on the, the type of trailer I'd want to have. Yeah. Um, this is just the way it's going to have to be. Yeah, exactly. I kind of feel the same way. Like, um, I was obviously, as you know, embracing the trailer life for a long time. And then I got sour on it when we did that Mojave trip. And then, <laughs> and then I finally got over my fears and started embracing that trailer life again. And I really think that at some point I'm just going to have to invest in my own trailer. Like it's just, there's just use it so much. Oh, I, I, that thing is, and for sleeping too, like, especially when Shannon comes with me, like it's just a game changer, you know, being able to have, all that stuff with you with it with minimal weight penalty on, on the vehicle, you know, like it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it, yep. it's, it's a game changer. It definitely affects your speed. No doubt. Like you just can't, you can't haul ass the way you would normally, um, right. when you're pulling a trailer. But other than that, um, it's, it's a game changer for, for creature comforts for sure. But you could definitely haul ass once you leave your trailer at camp and yes. kick off with everyone else at night while I stay back at camp. Drinking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking how fun it would be right now to be like night wheeling, yeah. right? And just just drop the just drop the trailer and and go out and play for a little bit. Yep. All right, dude. Well, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty has been what it is. Yeah, we've all gone through it, and I and I hope that everyone listening has gotten through it relatively unscathed. Right. Um. But I am I am so looking forward to a lot of fun come twenty twenty one, and. The things that you know we've got planned, um, some uh, some projects that you know we've been talking about with Shimano to get off the ground and, yep. and start moving forward. I hope, um, and then all the other events that I, I hope to start seeing people out again because that's definitely Absolutely. something I've missed is the connection with people and um, and kind of like having those conversations and inspiring each other to like you know go bigger, do cooler things. Um, I just, you know, and that's a really big part definitely of it. Definitely missed the extended family. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's a really big part of it, of being around friends and inspiring each other to kind of keep pushing each other. Like that's, that's a, that's an understated part of it for sure. Yeah. So, but until 2021, which I think, yeah, the next episode will be next year. Yep. Um, I hope, uh, I hope you all stay safe and I think, you know, what do you think? Time to pay the bills. Time to pay the bills. All right. Go for it. First up is our, our good friends, long tried and true KC highlights been with us from the beginning, making quality products, um, having that quality, quality adventure lifestyle, um, yep. and, and family centric. One of the things that we love most about them aside from their amazing products, um, is, is that they live the life and, and they support 
uh, the industry and they support the hobby. So uh, definitely check them out. Um, you can yeah. You can also uh, use our use our discount code. Do you remember what that is, Ollie? Yes, it's RFDKC. So use that. You'll get a little little extra something off uh, your purchase, and it'll let us know that you're actually listening and uh, interested in the shit that we talk about. Um, but you know, on top of the KC thing, one thing I gotta say is. Um, 2021 is probably going to be the most exciting year for KC. So nice. the last couple of years have been awesome for the brand. Um, they've definitely grown. Last year I've been with them. We've seen nothing but like really good growth, even during a year like COVID. And uh, that's with being very, very cautious, very um, gun shy in terms of going to like events or being really active in a physical capacity. Right. And we've still managed to do well. Um, so next year once especially once the vaccine hits like there are so many things that i'm looking forward to like people that we're supporting uh people like the eisenhower brothers um darren parsons you know our crawling families our overland families um we've got new products coming out like one product that you're going to start seeing a lot more of is the flex era series uh you saw the three that we came out with and we're coming out with the bigger brothers soon um, so, you know, you might be able to find some stuff about it if you type in Flexera as a search term on uh, Instagram. Uh, but come January, late January, we will be officially launching um, something new. And uh, we've just got such a good year ahead of us, I think, for the brand and for like kind of where we're at with products. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited for some of the stuff we're going to be doing. Um, doing a lot of work on behind the scenes with the family on the family side where, you know, it's all these people that give so much to our brand that have really aided in the success of Casey as a brand. Yeah. And uh, I think in the past year, we've really doubled down on people that we needed to. And we've kind of gotten rid of some of the, some of the stuff that was maybe like not as connected with the family and uh, really kind of refined it. And so I think next year is just going to be, really putting a lot of attention into that family and doing a lot of fun things together and having a lot of great experiences. That's with awesome. One another. So stoked about that. So, you know, I, if you haven't understood by now, I, I do work for Casey. So <laughs> I am, uh, I am passionate about the brand. I am passionate about what we're doing and kind of the things that we're trying to, to get off the ground with everybody. Fantastic. Um, also make sure you check out our friends over at gear forward um check out their website send them some stuff they're they're collecting goodies again um i know a lot yep. of you got some camp gear for christmas so feel free to hit them up and they will take it from you um and redistribute cool. it to kids in need yeah so check but they will out. they will take it from you correct us. correct <laughs> um so check them out um they're doing they're doing good work over there um and lastly check out our website rigfordert.com um we have some fantastic t-shirts courtesy of ali and large la uh you can check out um, I have some personal favorites and by the way, these t-shirts are stupid comfortable. It's still one of my favorite yeah. t-shirts. Um, and you mostly because Ollie's chosen a very, uh, cool process, um, for making these t-shirts so that they are stupid comfortable. So, yeah. uh, definitely check those out. Um, and the patches of course, so far so good. Um, we'll be able to say that. That's if, hey, if any patch was a good patch for 2020. Yes. That I'll is... try to fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so, so far, far so, so good. good. That is your official 2020 motto right there. So far, so good. 
So awesome. make sure you pick one of those up before they're gone. Um, and, you know, you can reach us on the Instagrams at Rig for Dirt um, on Facebook and check out the new Rig for Dirt Facebook group as well. Join that thing and you can have some fun with us there and, and chat it up. So um, on that note, uh, I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. I'm Ollie at Take the Jeep. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good New Year.